DDCO at the plate. He's over for two today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. DDCO lets it fly, and it's oh, it's raining now. Another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And this is the podcast where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. Uh, today we're going to be talking about celebrities who played baseball. Yeah, that's right. Celebrities with an asterisk of non baseball uh, athletes also who played baseball. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, folks, welcome to uh, episode 71. Uh, that's going to be our main focus, but before we get on to that, uh, let's talk about the number 71 in terms of this year, Jeremy, for the Topps Heritage Cards. Uh, they are doing the uh, 1971 uh, look. Yeah, totally there. The same design for the 1971 original Topps Cards. Um, I don't know, honestly, I don't know, like... Uh, how they're like received the, that design but like i will say this people who care about baseball cards like are really into like the design and having their favorite or whatever mm-hmm. and I, 71 is my favorite design uh for the people who don't know uh the 1971 design it, they were like a black border they might have been the first black border cards i think um and uh all the like the team names are in capitals but the player names and the positions are all in lowercase like it's interesting. I th- I like I used to like write in lowercase thinking I was like cool or mm-hmm. something, but mm-hmm. like I don't know, 71, I'm not I, it was just a it was an interesting graphic design choice, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Jeremy. There's some people who write in all lowercase. I'd say there's more people who write in all uppercase. Yeah, uh, I'm, sure. I, I will never be one of those people. Um, yeah, I you know, I was always like an all lowercase guy. Yeah. And now like I feel like with like everyone else like uh, my handwriting has gotten worse uh-huh. uh, just as uh, I think everyone else has, has. <laughs> uh, and so like I find now that like my most uh, like neat handwriting is when I write in all caps okay so I do that Interesting. sometimes if it, if it needs to look good I guess you know uh, they have on these cards uh, they only give you the 2019 stats or from yeah. the previous year which yeah. is interesting which I, is just like what they did in 71 yep. so that's like one of the things yeah I do like that they have uh, a little a little section where they say first year in pro ball and it tells uh, you yeah. then their first game in the majors so yeah. for instance Christian Yelich who I'm looking at right now first year in pro ball 2010 First game in majors, 2013. Ben Gamble, first uh, first one, 2010. Uh, first year in the uh, pro ball was 2010 and didn't make it to the big leagues until 2016. Ah, so I'm yes. sure there's some guys who would have liked to have that omitted. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, and Jeremy, it's uh, like half of these half of these guys. So Jeremy uh, was kind enough to, uh, he had some extras from the uh, Heritage set for the Brewers, so he gave them to me. He was kind enough to give them to me and uh, half of these um guys aren't even on the brewers anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is, true which is interesting but they're uh they're super cool thank you for that jeremy and uh yeah i look forward to kind of seeing uh some other ones from this set yeah for sure there's um there's kind of a cool like so like uh, uh they i was telling jack earlier they uh they tried to like recreate um little quirks or little like uh, details that the original set had um and so there's like I don't actually. I don't know which one they're trying to recreate here, but there is a uh, Jordan Alvarez, Aristides Aquino, like dual rookie card. Ooh, in okay, it, yeah. Where they have like their like their heads are tiny, like or like the pictures are tiny, but it's like they're sharing a rookie card. Okay. So like, I mean, I we talk about guys who like you know debuted and then debuted in the majors like years later. Like, right. Er, Aquino, like people seem to be like kind of high on Aquino a little yeah, bit, but yeah, I feel yeah. like. He was already kind of exposed at the end of the 2019 season. Sure. So I don't know how well he'll end up having like doing this year and in the future, but uh, 
if some way that they could both become superstars, that would be like an awesome card to have like in the future or whatever. It would. Yeah. Um, Jeremy and I went back to our old stomping grounds at the Wolcott Tap. Uh, yeah. We, uh, so, folks, I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast, but the idea for this podcast was born at the Wolcott Tap yeah. uh, and in two seats. Uh, we, we sat in the same two seats uh, that we sat in when we uh, when we came up with the idea for the podcast. And this yeah. was two day, two nights ago on Friday. We were like in the third base. We were like at third base. Like if you if you make the bar like a, a, a baseball diamond, we were yeah. like right at the third base corner. Right of the of the bar. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it was. I we didn't even necessarily plan it out that way. but no. we ended up in that exact same spot. So uh, almost. I mean, it was pro- it's probably like three years, like, you know, right around the three-year anniversary of that first conversation or whatever. So. It was, it was. So that's why this episode is going to be so good, folks. Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jeremy, I think we were going to kind of do this draft style, talking about these players. Is that right? Or yeah. just kind of just going through a list of them? Yeah, no, I think, um, uh, you know, I don't know if we can uh, feel the whole team of... Uh, Certainly couldn't feel the twenty-five man roster, but uh, no, um, a starting lineup. So like, we'll 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 do a couple rounds of a draft. Yeah. I would say we yeah. can do sure. Um, and uh, honestly, it's just a you know like it, it's it's fun to analyze you know these guys. Some of them you might know, some of them you might not. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll try to build our uh, like you know a handful of guys for our for our roster for sure. Um, well, uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, should I go first? Go for it. All yeah. right, sweet. I am gonna pick. Uh, Randy Savage, Macho okay. Man Randy Savage. Yeah, damn uh, it, that he, was yeah. See, that was my flaw of letting you go first. <laughs> okay, so you went. Well, uh, well, here we go. Well, we can talk about him. We can uh, both say we're going to say Randy Savage. Uh, uh, unfortunately, is dead, uh, which is not uncommon for a wrestler. Yeah. Um. Uh. And he. Uh, yeah. So he was a, a catcher. Um, I believe, uh, and yeah. an outfielder as well. Uh, apparently, he had some good power, um, and he was a former neighbor of Brett Phillips in Florida, like the oh, current, current major leaguer Brett Phillips. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading a story in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about how Brett Phillips was talking about how he lived next to Macho Man, and Macho Man would like let him wash his car, <laughs> and he would be like, "Hey, come here, Maverick!" Like he would call him Maverick, uh, which is like the only time anybody's ever going to call Brett Phillips that again. Yeah, you know, right, exactly. Maybe if he gets his batting average over two hundred at the major league level, or, or if he buys a Luka Doncic T-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Randy Savage. Uh, apparently, he could uh, you know hit for a little bit of power. I guess they said his career was shortened due to injuries. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would I would put him behind the plate, Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. No, I and it's it's a real trip to go and Google like pictures of, of Randy Randy Poffo. Randy Poffo, as yeah. he was at that mm-hmm. time uh, as a baseball player. So he was drafted by the Reds. Uh, yeah, or he was played with the Reds organization or something. Well, uh, I think that the article I was reading, uh, maybe there's conflicting stories, is that like he wasn't he wasn't drafted by anybody. So his dad okay. his dad drove him to a tryout. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh yeah, the Card- okay, maybe it was the Cardinals. And they yeah. offered to pay him like five hundred dollars a month. This was in the early seventies, um, and so he, I think he accepted the contract, and he played like he played like two years, maybe like that second year was shortened, but he got cut. Okay. Um, I think it was the Cardinals. Could have been the Reds though. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it was a red team for sure. Um, but uh, it's a trip to see the pictures of, of him. Uh-huh. Uh, just like um, you kind of got the vibe, but looking at him like. He was destined for something not baseball, like right. If you imagine like that guy uh, in the majors at that time, like I know people like like kind of bristle at like guys who don't like kind of fit like the classic baseball player mold. Yeah, I don't know, like uh, um, Tim Lincecum or like Noah Syndergaard with the long hair or something. Like Mm. I feel like 
Randy Savage would have done like crazy stuff if he was ever a major league baseball player. Right. Uh, but he's got like there's pictures of him like where like with like the hand like a handlebar mustache and like he just looks like a surfer slash like bodybuilder guy yeah. like, posing as a wrestler. Uh, but so I, I can see him being a catcher for sure. Like mm-hmm. that seems like the best position for him on the field. But yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I, th- I thought he would be a good pick, but uh, I think for for pop culture's sake, maybe it's fortunate that baseball wasn't his path. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, that was a good first pick. I think. Yeah, I mean, in the terms in the in the uh, like the pool, the talent pool of like non baseball player. <clears throat> people who played baseball, I think Papo is like the number one overall sure. prospect yeah. to pick. So, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna change things up a little bit. Okay. And uh, I'm not worried about filling out my roster so much as I just want to get the best value for my, like the best bang for my buck. So I'm going to pick with my first pick, uh, my bat boy, which is MC Hammer. Yeah, yeah. A.K.A. Stanley Burrell, is that his name or something like that? You know, uh, Jeremy, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I had seen MC Hammer as I was doing research for this episode. Yeah. And uh, I I saw that he was a former Bat Boy for the Oakland A's. Yeah. Um, and I, but I wasn't sure because apparently he eventually got some executive position with the team. But I was like, was was, was he a Bat Boy like as an adult, as a gay, <laughs> or was he was he did he do it as a kid? I think yeah, he was a kid. I okay. mean, he might have been like. 10 years old or yeah. something 10 11 years old mm-hmm. and don't quote me on that but like it was it was just one of the many things that charlie finley did with the oakland days sure like have him like he was just like some local kid or something i i feel like there there are stories about it and, and again i'm not like digging that deep with picking like mc hammer i feel like people know that he was associated with baseball a little bit but like to pick a bat boy with my number one pick i figured it was well, a was a good good pick first there. yeah first of all uh uh, Charlie Finley was like a notorious skinflint, and like I, I don't think he would. Uh, he like he didn't want to pay his players. Um, is, uh-huh. is that the word I was looking for? Is that what skinflint means? I don't know. Um, let's, let's luckily look, this is a podcast, and you know there, <laughs> there's no one. That, let's look it no up. Skin, skinflint. You do that. Uh, yeah. A person who spends as little money as possible. Okay. A miser. Phew, I was worried I said something terrible. No, me. well, I was yeah. just thinking skinflute. That's all. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no. um, yeah. So like uh, that, you know, like Reggie. Jackson hated him. I think his players basically, the yeah. guys who played for him hated him. Um, I was always jealous of that. Bat- that's always a sign of a good owner. Like, <laughs> all your players hate you. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I was uh, uh, always jealous of Bat Boys, though, Jeremy, because they get to wear the full uniform. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it the White Sox where the jerseys say Bat Boy on the back? Right? I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just that's demoralizing. Though, it is. You know? it, it is a way to take them down a notch. Maybe yep. like maybe that's it. Maybe Bat Boy culture was getting too like big for their britches, right? And they had to like be like, all right, all right, you're not a real player. We're gonna put Bat Boy on the back of their screen <laughs> so you know that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I've always wondered, Jeremy. Like, is the road team's Bat Boys? Do they do the Bat Boys travel with the team, or, or is that just like uh, <laughs> is that is that just like uh, some from like the White Sox, like you know, doing a Tigers bat right. boy. Yeah, no, totally. That and now this is where this is this is what this is what proves that we're like real baseball, uh, you know, uh, observers. Observers is that like I've thought of this as well. Yeah, and I it's gotta be that it's just a local kid sure. who like throws on a uniform or something. Yeah, like, but if that's the case, then that means that somewhere in like the the clubhouse or wherever the like the bat boys like change. There's like a locker room like with like thirty, 30 uniforms. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I don't. I, I, I think that that's the case. Unless like, you know, you got yourself a, a Darren Baker or a, uh, what's his name? Adam Laroche. Drake Laroche. Drake Laroche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, it had to be a shitty name. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah. Uh, 
but yeah. So anyway, Drake LaRoche didn't even like get to like they didn't even put him to work. He just hung out in the clubhouse. No, right? yeah, he he had his own locker and everything. <laughs> he was a, according to who you ask, uh, he was a leader of that clubhouse, <laughs> according, to, according to Chris Sale. But uh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, Jeremy. Uh, so for my next pick, uh, you know, every good team needs a manager. Okay. Um, so for for my pick as manager, I'm choosing George Thorogood. Okay, I saw his name pop up, and I'm like, get out of here! And like, I just moved on. This is whatever. gonna blow your mind. So, so in my enlighten me, enlighten me. In my George long career of uh, like knowing who George Thorogood is, and yeah. also following baseball, I had no idea that the two were associated with no. each other. Yeah. So he was uh, apparently he played like maybe some like semi-pro like Chicago Dogs style baseball okay. Uh, okay. in like Delaware, and I guess maybe he was okay. But if you read this guy's interviews about baseball, he knows everything about baseball. Really? Okay. He's a huge baseball fan. Cool. Uh, he um. Uh, he's a huge Mets fan, but like he used to be a Phillies fan, and but like then like in '64, but they collapsed and like lost their last ten games and lost their like lost the pennant shot that they had. Okay. So then he became a Mets fan, and so like you know he's like there's an interview with him on ESPN.com, which you can Google. But like the, the guy just like he, uh, he he's inside baseball, man. He knows he yeah. knows everything. It's very weird. Interesting. Yeah, I, it's fun. Okay, so and George Thurgood, bad to the bone. Like yep. I think it's I think it's that video if I remember correctly where like he's like wearing like a leather jacket and like he's like going into a bar like he's like playing pool or something uh-huh. i want to say um and it's hard for me to picture him not that guy like he seems to me like such a like like a kind of like not a biker but like some like bad boy greaser type yeah and but but like apparently he one part of the interview he's like yeah my idea of partying is like one time me and keith hernandez like sat at a bar and drank two two beers and talked 50 years of baseball i was like that's <laughs> interesting yeah uh yeah my favorite george thorogood song i think is uh one bourbon one scotch and one beer yeah exactly uh, i always wanted to do that one at karaoke uh, but uh it, that, yeah. that, that might be the video that i'm talking about oh yeah it's one I, of those two it yeah. sounds like the plot of it but you know that don't confront me instead of that don't concern me it's good stuff jeremy it's good stuff um so yeah george thorogood would be my manager very nice very nice Uh okay so um again like now i'm wondering if like i'm like if i'm going too obscure here because i'm trying to pick ones that you didn't pick yeah as well but uh, screw it Uh, you know i feel like there are a handful of guys that people know already and associated with baseball sure uh so with my second pick i'm gonna pick as my starting pitcher Fidel Castro. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know about this, Jeremy. Did he play baseball? Well, it's if you ask him uh, when he was alive, supposedly, uh, <laughs> um, he would have told you yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that there is much discrepancy about whether he played baseball or not. Right. And, and as any good dictator out there... Yeah, I was going to um, say, if you, if you told him it was bullshit, he'd just throw you in jail. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, he would take away your 1950s uh, Oldsmobile or whatever <laughs> yeah. you were driving in uh-huh. you know, 1999. But um, uh, <clears throat> um, there's, there's like lore out there that he was like a great baseball player. Yeah. Um, the fantasy baseball league that I talk about, um, my friend I, my friend who started it, I think he was going through like a... Like a you know, like a worker, uh, like class, like uh, thing where he was like into like the the communist movement in a way. Yeah. And like he named it like the Fidel Castro Baseball League. And uh, there's like this like funny picture. Like I don't even know if it's like doctored or whatnot, but it's like a picture of, of Fidel Castro like pitching or whatever. Um. And uh, so yeah, there there like there's like legend that he like tried out for some of these teams, but then the reality is like the belief is that. There's no way he was ever good enough to get a tryout with like the Yankees or something mm-hmm. or the Washington Senators. So it's <laughs> you know might not be true, 
But uh, you know, for for the for what this is, I'm going to take a shot and have him uh, be my starting pitcher. Okay. Castro. Yeah, I, I like it. <clears throat> uh, I like it, Jeremy. And he was a huge fan of baseball. Yeah. So like, like yeah. you know, regardless of that, like he uh, he he'll have the know-how. Right. Um, so we've already talked about this guy in the podcast a long time ago, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, Garth Brooks again as okay. a third baseman, and I just wanna I just wanna reiterate his stats for those who may have missed or those who may not remember <laughs> that episode. Garth Brooks went a combined one for thirty nine in spring training with four walks. Now, Jeremy, first of all, uh, that's the type of production Chris Davis got paid twenty million bucks for last year yeah, to, start, yeah, exactly. to start his season, exactly. but uh, thirty nine at bats is a lot to accumulate for a guy like that in spring training. Yes, for sure. I mean, uh, you know, I'll go get into this later, but there, you know, there have been celebrities who've gotten like one at bat in spring training. Right. But like 39 at bats, like the guy was, he was being put in the lineup, you know, yeah. for teams. Yeah, for sure. That's absurd. And the fact that he got one hit uh, <clears throat> is pretty awesome. Did we did, did this come up? Like I, I think I think we of? may have looked looked it up, and I think it was like a Royals pitcher he got the hit off of. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, you know, speaking of one hit, I actually only know one Bro- Garth Brooks song. The only Garth Brooks song I know <laughs> is "Friends in Low Places." Oh, okay. I don't know any. I don't know any other Garth Brooks Thund- songs. Thunder that. Rolls is a good one. Is it? The okay. Thunder Rolls and the Lightning Strikes. Nice. That's that's yeah. That's uh, okay. I'll have to I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, that, I, um, that's a good one. Yeah, just uh, to, to do a tie-in with Garth Brooks. Uh, another another one that kept coming up like as far as country singers was Kenny Chesney yeah I saw that yeah I, I couldn't tell you what a Kenny Chesney song is no. does he do the song about the woman who thinks the guy's tractor is sexy I've heard of the premise for that song yeah I, right I, you know um, <laughs> it, it's, yeah so this I, is a subject where I'm glad to not know anything about right um, for sure but yeah no because he's um, friends with uh, Kevin Millar okay and so like on MLB Network Intentional Talk like he'll he'll be on there sometimes uh-huh. and, uh, but yeah I didn't know that he was I didn't know that he was associated with baseball so yeah so yeah or like here he had played in the past or whatever so I probably should have picked him for my team because those are the kind of people that we probably want to like expose, like uh, put out there. But I was like, I'm like, I didn't know that, so I just like moved on. So, right. Whatever. Um, all right, and is it back to me now. Sure. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. I'm going further off the reservation okay. if I wasn't already with Fidel Castro. Mm-hmm. But um, let's say uh, I'm going to go with Dan Cortez. Do you remember Dan Cortez? No. He was like the. Uh, <clears throat> Good God! Wait, what? What was his thing? Like he, he did like a cell phone com or like a, not cell phone, like one eight hundred like commercials or whatever. Like back in the back in the day, he was like an, an he. His main thing was that he hosted MTV uh, Extreme Sports or whatever. Okay. I even forget what the name of the show was called. Yeah, but he played. He also played Tony, the hunky boyfriend on Seinfeld. Okay, uh, with that Elaine dates the one who like goes rock climbing with George. Sure. Um, but so. He had a moment in the early 90s, yeah. is basically what I'm saying. Okay. And so, like, also what happened in the early 90s was uh, MTV used to have a TV, like, a, a, a special, like, once a year. I think it maybe coincided with the All-Star game. Yeah. But it was, like, the MTV Rock and Jock Softball. Uh-huh. And so they had the two teams were the Homeboys and the Away Boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so Dan Cortez was the shortstop for the Away Boys. Uh-huh. So, um... I, there's no, uh, I recall him being like somewhat capable in the game as okay. well, probably because yeah. he was like, <clears throat> like 
somewhat like in the age of like his prime basically so he right. probably performed better than because they also had like uh legend baseball legends sure who are a little over the hill uh -huh. so dan cortez actually was probably like the like most in his prime guy sure uh and i seem to recall him having somewhat of a baseball acumen okay there's no uh recorded evidence of him ever like playing minor leagues or anything but uh if his only like diamond experience was like the mtv rock and jock softball games I think that's enough for him to make my team. So yeah. he's my shortstop. Why not, Jeremy? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, it, se it seems like I'm, I'm noticing like a late 80s, early 90s uh, theme here with uh, a lot of the guys you're picking. Well, yeah, two, sure. two, two out of the three. Um, I like it. Uh, okay, Dan Cortez is our shortstop. Well, we need a second baseman, too. I don't believe we have one of those yet. Oh, okay. Hey, Jack. This just in. Uh, so Dan Cortez was uh, the, the spokesperson for Burger King. That's, okay. that's what it was. Yeah. So he did... Yeah, I remember. I just remember him like looking in the camera and being like, "Hey, go to Burger King or whatever." And so uh -huh. like, he was a quintessential early '90s guy. But okay, hit me. You need a second baseman. Yeah, right? we need the second baseman. So I was thinking Kurt Russell, Jeremy, for for second base. Yeah, that's that's a classic one right there. Yeah, uh, so, you know, so we talked about Randy Savage. He's probably like number one as far as celebs who like actually played baseball. Kurt uh -huh. Russell also actually played minor league baseball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's that's a great one. And have we gotten into this? This the documentary. On I don't this think podcast? we've talked about it that much. Yeah, I mean, this should be something that we like do a minisode about, or yep. something, or like a, a non, you know, an off week episode. But like the the and the Netflix uh, documentary, or at least it's on Netflix, uh, or it was the Battered Bastards of Baseball, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic documentary. Uh, I think it's about the uh, Portland Triple A team, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Forgot what the name of it. Yeah, the team was. yeah. So so did I. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kurt Russell was featured heavily in it, and I, I think he was the produ like executive producer of it. Like he was. Heavenly involved. He was interviewed the, a lot of the doc, and his dad owned the team, right? Uh, yeah, Bing. His dad Bing, I think, may have yeah owned the team, which may have had something to do with why he was on it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he played, and like the the team played against like Ozzy Smith and like minor leaguers like that. So this was like a legit team. Yeah. Uh, the guy, you know, speaking of Bat Boys, uh, the guy who directed the movie, uh, what was it? In, oh, the, in the bedroom. In the bedroom with yeah. Tom Wilkinson. Todd Field, I think. His yeah, name Todd is. Field. He was the Bat Boy for that team. The, the, this is it's the craziest thing. I mean. Uh, you know, pause the podcast, make sure to come back to it and watch it real quick. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, resume because, like, watch it that quickly because it's, it's, it's so awesome. Uh -huh. There's so many awesome things about it. Like, Jim Bouton was on the team, too. Yep. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just, I, you know, not to give away too many things, but it's like, it's almost like a baseball tall tale. Yeah. Because of so many, like, different, like, avenues or storylines going on with this thing but anyway. yeah big league chew was invented yes. uh during this season so yeah it's, it's good stuff folks check it out jeremy uh what is your uh favorite kurt russell character do you have one who i mean uh geez i mean without uh belaboring it too much i mean i gotta go jack burton yeah jack burton right yeah. yes sir the check is in the mail <laughs> you know when he when well you know when he asks himself if he paid his dues yeah uh yeah that's great Time um, is money to a guy like me, and your phone is out of order. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's um, yeah, uh, classic John Carpenter film. I always like Snake Plissken uh, uh, from the Escape from New York and L.A. Sure. movies. Captain was, Ron. Yeah, ca Captain Ron. Who, who, uh, Goldie Hawn was in that, too, wasn't um, she? Was she? No, it's actually... Um, uh, Mary Kay Place oh, is, the, is the female that's lead. That's a good call, Jeremy. Yeah, and, uh, and um, is it Martin Short? 
No, wait, who's the guy? Who's the... It, it might might be... Now, Jeremy, you know, the one I was thinking of was Overboard, right? Oh, that was the one I was that's, thinking of. That's uh, Golden yeah. Han, yeah. Um, uh, I heard... Are, were they... Is it Overboard they remade, or was it Captain Ron? I think it was Overboard. It, it's Overboard, yeah. which... It, I mean, that came and went, and I... You know, to a resounding no. <laughs> but yeah, Martin Short and Mary Kay Place, I believe, is the uh, the female lead of that one. Okay, okay. Who, um, who actually is in this like mo- this indie movie that came out this year that looks really good? I think it's I forgot what it's called. But okay, well, we've always said, folks, this uh, this this podcast sometimes <laughs> borders on becoming a movie podcast. It so, could be a Mary Kay Place podcast. If you know, <laughs> it needs to be. But. Um. So, Jeremy, let's see. We we've got our second baseman, our third baseman, our shortstop, our manager, okay. our pitcher, our starting pitcher. Okay. Um. What else you got for me? Well, um. Let's see here. Um. I can I can fit someone in at first base. Okay. But it's about. I'm going to warn you right now. It's another guy who I thought played baseball, but actually didn't. Like, well, from, but one of his characters did. First base is a good position to put a guy when you <laughs> when you think he can play there and he can't play anywhere else. All right. So. Well, that guy is uh, Tony Danza. Oh, Tony Danza. Okay. okay. I um, would believe that he played baseball, Jeremy. And and as covered um, within you know at some point in in Rain Delay Theater history. Of my, uh, n- I like I was never familiar with Angels in the Outfield uh, growing up until we had seen it for the since I had seen it for the podcast. Um, but I just remember his character on uh, Who's the Boss was yeah. a former baseball player. I want to say he was a catcher. Okay. Um, but so like you know, hey, he's willing to play. Uh, in, in in the same way that Mac Moustakis is willing to play second base, we'll put we'll stick him there. We'll stick to Tony Danza at first base. But uh, in the opening credits of uh, Who's the Boss, there's this there's a shot of him like sliding into home, uh-huh. and he he looks pretty good sliding into home. Yeah. So for that alone, it's like in in the movie Moneyball when they like show the old school versus new school scouts, and like the old school guys are just like they scout guys by saying like, yeah, he looks like a ball player or whatever, or he's got a good face or whatever. It's like in that same way, Tony Danza looks good sliding in a home. Yeah. So I'm gonna put him make my starting uh, first baseman for the celebrity team. Well, hey, maybe that was uh, the inspiration for casting him in Angels in the Outfield. Uh, yeah. Know? Well, yeah, that I mean, it's kind of funny just to talk about Tony Danza for a little bit. Tony, like he's the example of like kind of like the boneheaded guy who like. Has to play a character who's what's who also has his real his own real name, right? Because he wouldn't respond to like like there's rumors. <laughs> have you heard this? No, there's like rumors or I don't know if it's a joke or if it's actually true. But like he always plays a character named Tony because uh-huh. like when someone would call say to him whatever his character name was, he wouldn't like respond or whatever. <laughs> so they're like, all right, let's let's just change his name to Tony. Yeah. So he'll like respond to it. So like he was Tony. I think he was Tony in Taxi, uh-huh. and he was Tony in uh, Who's the Boss. So uh, there you go. Tony well, yeah, that's like that uh, joke in the Simpsons episode, Cape Fear, where like uh, you know they're they're with witness protection and they keep yep. trying to call him Homer Thompson and he yeah. won't, he won't respond. Um, Jim, do you remember the Tony Danza show? Like the it was a talk show in like, oh, the early two thousands. I do not remember that. Jeremy, this is a sampling that. of a re- the, a real question he once asked a guest. He said, "All right, all right. So you know you're famous. You're a good looking guy. People know who you are. Now you go out on a Saturday night. What are you gonna wear? So yeah, I think we need to find some old." Clip Clips from Tony Danza shows because that is a that that's the type of information I want to hear from a guest on, uh, on a talk show. Jack, that's I, I wish I wish you were a more I wish you were a less humble person because behind the scenes at Rain Delay Theater, you could just ask me to tee you up for certain uh, impressions that you do because every time it's happened, it's been organic, folks. Like yeah, it uh, has. But uh, but yeah, that's a great that's a crackerjack Tony Danza right there. So, yeah. Thank you. Um, 
Uh, okay, Jeremy. Uh, so, so the next one I'm gonna I'm gonna pick is uh, uh, another kind of obvious one, but he, he did he did play some ball. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Okay, yeah, for sure. So he, he actually did play a spring training game with the Mariners. Uh, he took an 0 for 3, and uh, he made an error. Uh, so I think we should stick him in out in left field. You know, it doesn't okay. sound like he's a very good uh, a very good fielder. So. Okay, that, that, could make, that, that could work. I feel like, man, where does Kevin Costner think he belongs? Maybe I, like shortstop or something. Well, I, th- I, I almost want to say, Kevin, I think Kevin Costner thinks he belongs on the mound. Oh, yeah, you sure. Um, I mean, he's traditionally played, like, like, like I feel like... Um, well, I don't know. I like he played the catcher he, in Field of Dreams. He did. Um, he played the he played a catcher in. Did he play a catcher in uh, what was that uh, uh, movie with Sally Field? Was it Sally Field who was in it? Uh, um, Bull Durham. Was it oh, Sally Field? Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. He was the catcher. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. 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 Hold on. Yeah. Yes, he was a catcher in Bull Durham. Yes, he was. Uh, yeah. Field of Dreams. He was just a farmer, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. he threw batting practice to Ray Liotta, and he seemed to really be into being a pitcher. But he was a pitcher yeah. in a perfect uh, game. Yeah, he was uh, for love of the game. For love of the game. Yeah. Yeah, um, John C. Riley was his catcher in that one. That's actually a pretty good movie. Okay, um, um, and uh, yeah, so I yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think he definitely uh, is feeling he feels his baseball roots whenever he gets a chance to play right a ball player. Um, yeah, I will say, Jeremy, um, if you you know, folks, if you've never seen For Love of the Game, like I've actually never seen a guy carry himself on the mound like as an actor as sure. well as Kevin Costner does in that movie. That's fair. He's That's very fair. believable as like an aging pitcher who like. Uh, you know, who, who's just trying to get it together? Yeah, um, for like one last game. Because if you if you have to sacrifice, um, like maybe being like a little full of themselves in real life, and like having to be talked down and said, "Listen, Kev, you're not really a baseball player. <laughs> I know you like it a lot. Uh, if you have to sacrifice that for looking good while doing it on screen, right. I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah, because otherwise you're left with like a Danny McBride, which uh, again, very funny show, good. Uh, character portrayal but like just the the worst like form of an actor trying to look like a a, a pitcher basically <laughs> or, or a, you know a baseball player to be right with. but that's part of the joke right so um all right my turn huh yeah well let's see uh we got to start filling in the outfield so i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna go for another uh kind of obvious one here but uh i'm gonna go michael jordan michael my, jordan yeah there you go jeremy uh <clears throat> jordan rides the bus you ever see the doc- yeah. that documentary i don't know if i ever saw the, okay. the 30 for 30 on that one. Yeah, it, yeah it's pretty good but um hey folks let's let's face it uh you know michael jordan probably played baseball for for a year because uh because he was addicted to gambling and uh <laughs> yeah that, that's like the big conspiracy yeah, theory right. with that one is that like he was actually suspended for a period of time by david stern uh because he was like betting on games yeah um and he got kicked out of basketball for a year because that was i think that was right around the time that pete rose was like banned for life from baseball or just a few years after and like the nba couldn't have that be a black eye bulls fans don't like to hear about that but you know it may it may may well have happened that's a that's coming from a milwaukee bucks fan (laughs) they're gonna win 70 games this year jeremy yeah that's Um, true um yeah well hey i'm a Giannis fan for life he uh, (laughs) but uh yeah so um so yeah, Jordan. I mean, like uh, this. This is there's a running theme here with baseball cards for this episode, so I'll just keep going with it. But there was a there was like a highly sought after upper deck baseball Michael Jordan card yep. in a White Sox uniform, and uh, yeah, he like I just remember in once again to go back to the early '90s, like having that card that I forgot. Yeah, '93 or something when that that all happened. Um, 
uh, that was a highly sought after card, and uh, yeah, I mean, it didn't matter that the guy couldn't play at all. But uh, no, he, he, I remember he did hit one dinger. I think. I yeah. do think he hit a home run. I know that he got like a hit in the cross. He played in the Crosstown Classic, yeah, uh, which was an exhibition game at the time. So he yeah. played against the Cubs in Wrigley. I, I believe that that game that year was in Wrigley Field. Um, so and I think he did get a hit in the game or mm-hmm. whatever. So and that was like the biggest. I think for the Cubs and the Sox that year, that was probably the highlight of the season, and it was a game that didn't count. Yeah, right. Um, I uh, I wonder, Jeremy, that you know the question is that if he would have like kept playing baseball for a couple more years, yeah. like, would he have gotten called up to the White Sox? Um, and I think yeah. in the spirit of like Bill Veck and just knowing you know what what everybody knows about the White Sox organization, that like if they were out of it one year, they probably would have like brought him up to sell some tickets. Yeah, for sure. Well, for sure. Well, I, I, you know, maybe the litmus test now is is Tim Tebow, right? Who isn't on my list, so that's why I'm only bringing, I'm bringing him up. Yeah, but um, he's been toughing it out in the minors. Yeah, he uh, has. for a while. Um, you know, I think when you talk about like uh, Garth Brooks getting 39 at bats, yeah, like. Those are definitely 39 at-bats that could have went to, like, a fringe uh, pl- player trying to make Who the majors. Who could have proved himself, yeah. yes. Um, but, uh, you know, one of these guys that we, we saw on the, the Beloit Snappers or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, Tim Tebow, J- uh, Jeremy, yeah. uh, did you hear what Logan Logan Morrison said about Tim no, Tebow? No, no, no. So he, he, there was this interview with the Journal Sentinel. They did like so. Lo, Logan Morrison is in camp. He's a non-roster invitee uh, for the Brewers this year, and uh, the, you know they did a piece on him in the Journal Sentinel in Milwaukee. And uh, you know they were interviewing him, and Lomo was like, "Okay, well, yeah." He's like, "It's it's major leagues or bust for me. Like I've made enough money in my career. Like I, you know, I'm proving everything I can in AAA. I'm not I'm not going back there. I'm not playing in the same league as Tim Tebow." I was like, <laughs> "Jesus, man! You could have just stopped it. You're not going to AAA. Like you made your point." You don't have sure, to call out sure. Tim Tebow. That's surprising, Jack, because I was I thought you were gonna say like he was he, like was gonna say like oh yeah Tebow can do it man he's a god like yeah like you know because um, he played on the Marlins probably when like you know around when Tebow was uh, at Florida maybe true. Tebow was a bit there a little bit before that but yeah yeah no true I I mean yeah because Lomo seems kind of like a like it seemed like. He would maybe try to suck up to him so he could like work out like in the same gym that, that Tebow does or <laughs> right. something. I don't know, uh, but uh, but yeah. So anyway, so um, I thought that was quite a slam, kind of an unnecessary yeah. uh, slam on him for but, from a guy who like is a very slammable baseball player. Right? <laughs> so good for him. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, um, uh, I'm gonna put this guy. I feel like Jordan would be a, a corner a corner outfielder. So yeah. we got him in right. We got uh, my boy Costner in left. Jeremy, in center field, I want to put Billy Crystal there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Billy Crystal. I, I, I don't know what position he actually played, but he was. Uh, he was a college. He might. It might have been like second base. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, second it was base second base. Then. But um, he, he got a co- uh, scholarship for baseball uh, to college. It was, yeah. might have been like to Marshall or something. It like said that. like Marshall uh, University of Virginia or something. Okay. So that's not the. It's not we are the we are Marshall. Yeah, I think they're from Texas. If I okay. Yeah. 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 They mistaken. are. Yeah. Yeah. So it was some kind of. It was a different Marshall. They were, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what Marshall they named it after, but no, uh, but yeah, uh, um, but yeah. So Billy Crystal would be there. He actually Billy Crystal did get one AB in New York Yankee spring training. Like uh-huh. he went there like for his 60th birthday, and like okay. he struck out in his one at bat. And there's a funny picture of him like swinging the bat. Yeah, and it's, he's like full extended, right? Yeah, he, like, was yeah. Selling out for that pitch, he probably threw him like a you know a changeup or something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Hey, listen, uh, Billy Crystal. Uh, 
I feel like he's a genuine baseball fan. Yeah. So like uh, I can I can get on board with him and his association with baseball for sure. Sure. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Rob Schneider's like impression of Billy Crystal hosting oh. the Oscars on SNL? I yeah, I've seen him do uh, Billy Crystal before. I mean, it's dumb. It's just it's just him going, "Hey, do you like that?" You like I just made that up. That's yeah. like that's like his whole uh, his whole impression of him. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. I actually always liked uh, Billy Crystal as an actor, though. Um, I like a lot of his movies. The the City Slickers movies are cool because it's yeah. like he's I think he wears a Mets hat yeah. in that like the whole time, and he's like a baseball fan. And Daniel uh, Stearns. Uh, that's who I'm thinking of, right? Daniel, Daniel Stern, Stern, singular, yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, because I said David Stern. Yeah. And I said, there's, but yeah, there's too many Sterns. Uh, uh, anyway, um, like he's also a baseball fan, I think, or like he's been in, you know, um, yeah. a lot of baseball movies too. So like, yeah, the City Slickers movies are kind of like good secondary baseball movies. Yeah, for sure. Like they, yeah. yeah, they talk a little bit about baseball in them. So yeah, Billy Crystal, Jeremy, he's our center fielder. Okay, all right. Um, let's see here. Um... Are we? What, do we have any glaring holes on the roster right uh, now? We maybe need a DH. DH, huh? Yeah, closer. Closer. And middle relief if we want middle relief. Maybe this is just the uh, the, the, the late 60s where well, okay, everybody's I'll completing games. I mean, closer, I feel like we can put Charlie Sheen there. Yeah, uh, I had Charlie Sheen too, Jeremy. Char- yeah. Charlie Sheen... Uh, uh, the, the, there's a great oral history of the major league movie that was like published in Sports Illustrated, and Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen like is you know he was talking about how he used to be a pitcher. Yeah, um, I think he could throw like maybe like 90 miles an hour. I would say Charlie Sheen's form in Major League looks pretty good. It does. Yeah, yeah. his looks good as well. Yeah. And he was like still young when that movie was made too. So yeah, he was true. probably not too far removed from uh, you know actually having played. And I think that uh, the the pitcher Ed Harris, what, who's the I forget who the Chelsea act- Ross, I believe. Yeah, his name he, is. he he said in that oral history that like he. He had also played uh, two, yeah, um, and now, he could actually throw like a curveball. I guess that's cool. Chelsea yeah. Ross like looks like he. I used to almost think that he was like like Charlie Huff or something like like the real baseball player Charlie Huff. Like uh, or just there was there were so many guys. Like I remember this baseball card of this guy Ed Vandenberg, yeah, who like looked like or Danny Darwin. Like there there were these there was a lot of like tall lanky. Um, pictures from like the I remember from like 80s baseball cards that all looked like like Ed the Ed Harris uh character yeah and like I just thought that was like the most brilliant casting um but that guy Chelsea Ross first of all he lives he I think he's still with us I think he also lives in the Chicago suburbs nice I would love to track that guy down yeah um uh, but he was also he was associated with with sports movies in general because he was also in uh, Rudy. He yeah, played the coach in Rudy. Yes, he, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah, um, so yeah, and I feel like it's kind of an underrated part of Major League that Ed Harris starts that that playoff game or yeah. the last game of the yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, because th- he wasn't like a remarkable character although like he was always he was always there but like he is like the wily veteran pitcher who would be called upon to start that game yeah he would be the guy who like lou brown would trust starting that game yeah for sure yeah crisco bardal vagisil <laughs> either one of them would give you a two to three inches drop on your curveball <laughs> um i like i like when uh lou brown is taking him out he's like uh like lou brown's like you know i'm coming to get you whatever and he's like Oh, come on, Skipper. I got enough left for one more hitter. But then he, he takes him out. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, all right. So uh, I guess Charlie Sheen, but also uh, uh, Chelsea Ross as like maybe our long, our long relief man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. he could. You know what? Chelsea Ross should be, yeah, long relief or fifth starter. Maybe. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Um, uh, okay, Jeremy. Um, uh, I, I think that I, I think we need an owner too, and I see you got okay. this one written down on your list here. And I think our, our, our team's owner has to be George W. Bush. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, listen, we're, we live in the, some hot-button political times here. Yep. But uh, you can't deny – if you or if you're looking strictly at baseball, George Bush, George W. Bush like nailed that that opening pitch on uh, on, on like the first game back after like 9-11 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the guy is like – yeah, say what you will about the guy, but have, did you see the W, the Oliver Stone movie? Yes, I did. Whatever? Yeah, like I just came, I just came, walked away from that movie thinking like this guy should have just been a baseball owner and like everything would have been fine. Right. Yeah. Like the guy, the guy generally seems to like only kind of care about baseball, really. Yeah. Like he would have been perfectly happy just being like maybe not even the owner, but like just like in baseball somehow. So yeah, like as as the owner, like sure. Well, we could we could uh, we could do that. Yeah, there's got to be like if he was still president, there would be some joke about like him thinking the coronavirus was like caused by corona beer. Exactly, yeah, you know, for sure. It's, it it would be something like that. Yeah, for uh, sure. But uh yeah, so so uh didn't his dad own the uh Texas Rangers at one point? Well, I think did he he, he owned the, the Rangers? Yeah, or the president or something. something. Yeah, like yeah, like when he, when A Rod was like signed to that deal, I yeah. think he might have been president. Uh, Doug Melvin was the GM uh, at that point. Okay, um, yeah. but yeah, so I think he would be a good uh, a good owner for our team. Uh, a real real Charlie Finley for sure. For sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, looks pretty good. Um, do you got any any other? Uh, yeah, I, I guys had some there? I had some athletes, Jeremy. It seems like. Uh, uh, Dan Marino used to play Tom oh. Brady, Dante Culpepper. Tom Brady was a catcher, which is really? kind of which is kind of strange. Uh, he was going to be the guy I would move to first base because it's like okay. he's, he's six four. Um, but you know, the guy like that, he's tall. You can just move him to first. You okay, know? fair enough. Um, yeah. How about yourself? Well, uh, I was so this is another guy who I was like I was almost positive that he played baseball, and then I realized oh no, he was a quarterback for UCLA uh-huh. or whatever. But Mark Harmon. Yeah, Mark Harmon kept coming up uh, uh, as I was doing research for this one. Yeah. Um, I knew he was an athlete. I just figured maybe he played baseball too. Did you ever see? He was in a baseball movie. He was in this no. movie called Stealing Home. I never, I never heard of that. See, I figured if anyone had seen it, it would have been you. But, okay. Um, um, yeah, it's it's. I think the cover of the. V, I remember the cover of the VHS box. Like, yeah, is that Jodie Foster is in oh it? Oh my God, Jodie Foster is. in Maybe this we should 19- watch this movie. We should, Jeremy. This was 1988. Jodie Foster had just won a, an Oscar. I think if this was 1980. Yeah, The Accused. Okay. Yeah. Um, I so was, she was like a big time actress at that point. Yeah, I seem to recall there. I can't. I'm, all of the artwork, like there's a different cover of the of the movie than I thought there was. But I seem to recall like a, a cover of the VHS box of him sliding into home, and uh, it just as a little kid, I would just you know I would eat up anything baseball, and I wanted to see this movie. And like it's clearly like a romantic comedy or something. Yeah, and I'm sure my mom was like, "You're not gonna like that movie." Uh-huh. Uh, but I was like, "Come on, I want to see it," and like. Uh, but anyway, so like, uh, you know what would be funny is if this wasn't even a baseball movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I see no, I see no baseball in here, <laughs> Jeremy. There is on the back here, and he's wearing okay. maybe he plays a pickup game or something. But yeah, no, but uh, um, I think that I, I will, uh, I'm at least somewhat. Uh, look, Richard Jenkins is in it. Oh I'm, wow! Harold Ramis is in it. Holy shit! We should definitely watch this movie. Yes, okay. We I think it's a must. Um, all right. So anyway, so because of that. And uh, I don't know, but and like my my like phantom of a memory of him being involved with sports, it just was like UCLA football. Uh, I was gonna pick him, so like 
you know, we got to fill out a pitching staff, so let's throw him in the pitching staff. Okay. Because um, if he was a quarterback, I would hope that he could make it as a pitcher. Well, uh, yeah, uh, little little known uh, fact, folks. We watched um, uh, summer school at Jeremy's bachelor party yeah. weekend, uh, also starring Mark Harmon. That's right. So he's got a, he's got a soft spot in our hearts. So yeah, For Mark sure. Harmon. Uh, Mark Harmon makes the roster. He does not get the uh, he does not get a red card uh, in his locker at the end of spring training. <laughs> Um, he hasn't died and gone to the minor league. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, one I wanted to uh, pick two guy who didn't quite make a, make the roster here was uh, Tom Selleck. Okay, yeah, I guess, for sure. I guess he played like one. I mean, I, he played a spring training game with the Tigers. Okay. I'm not sure if he ever, uh, you know, played a lot of baseball besides that. But um, you know, he said that they put uh, what's the stuff that makes your like your skin burn? He's like he's like they put that in my jock. Oh, uh, he's like, yeah, yeah like so that, Tiger Balm or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, that's how you know you're part of the team when the guys are doing that. So he's like, I know they like me. Um, Wait, really? That happened? They yeah. Put it- <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious because, again, this is – if there's one thing funny about, like, hazing someone, which really isn't, but, like, it's when someone – it's like the justification of someone someone doing something shitty to you as a, as a sign of endearment. Right. It's like, yeah – yeah, sure. That's a sign that they liked you. Not that you were just like some fucking like pain in the ass like movie star that was in camp being a distraction. <laughs> that they wanted your your ass out of there. Right. They put fucking uh, yeah, fucking uh, Ben Gay in your jock. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did, so did Magnum great. Magnum Pi uh, always wore a tiger's cap? Right. Possibly. Is oh, that, is that maybe. Like, yeah. I don't he definitely know if... always wore a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe he. I do remember him in a tiger's hat. Okay. Yeah. Um, I my grandmother uh, had a huge crush on Tom Selleck. Who, who didn't back yeah. when he was popular? Yeah, yeah. She loved, uh, she liked the mustache. Yeah, he was a he was a big guy with a gift for uh, light comedy. Yeah, and now I think he might speak a bit uh, too much about politics. But, uh, <laughs> hey, he's uh, he's in that demographic, so uh, we'll, we'll give him a pass. Yeah, old Tommy boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know John Elway uh, was a was was also drafted. He uh, was. You he, talk about like. Um, like uh, baseball cards and stuff. Uh, John Elway and Danny Ainge were two like kid were two guys when I was a kid who had like baseball cards. Yeah. Who like blew my mind. Like, oh my god, those guys were baseball. Like Danny Ainge actually has like some baseball. Like he might have appeared in the major leagues. I, I want to say I think he did. He did play in. The it's major funny that leagues. he didn't make our list at all. Yeah, like, he's, right? he's like just like a he's a a waiver wire pickup or like a bench player. But, right. Uh, right. He was a second baseman. Honestly, it was a crowded field at second base. Surprisingly. That most of these players played second base because right. it's not a terribly easy position to play, but uh, no, but yeah, so yeah, I, I, yeah, he yeah, was he, with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, he, he played a, a career two hundred and eleven games for the Toronto Blue Jays. That's crazy between age twenty and twenty two. So like he was, um, you know, he was young when he was playing uh, with them, and he hit a couple home. He had two home runs, uh, career two twenty batting average. So I mean, he didn't he didn't really do that well. But uh, sure. he was also really young. I mean, he was 22 when he stopped playing baseball. Yeah, right. And, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, he, he was a baseball and basketball player, too, which is like, I feel like most of the two-sport athletes who actually played in the major leagues at both levels were NFL players and uh, and MLB players, yeah, not, exactly. not not NBA. So, uh, exactly. yeah, kudos to uh, Danny Ainge. Yeah, so um, uh, that's that's. I think that's uh, we filled out our yeah. roster as best yeah, as we, we can. Yeah, we filled it out. Yeah, uh, Jeremy. Yeah, we even got a couple bench guys, uh, a couple guys who got cut, and we have a manager and an owner. So I think we did pretty good for this one. Third base is unoccupied, but uh, with our you know, I, staff. I think I, I think I uh, I think I had Garth Brooks slotted in it. Did third you? Base. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, at good. the at the hot corner. 
Um, uh, okay, well, Joe, yeah, it you might know. just be as good as being unoccupied, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we do the first uh, week of right. the season. Um, uh, Jeremy, I do want to watch. I think that would be a great idea, maybe for a mini-sode before the season gets started, uh, or, or to do the uh, Stealing Home, if yes. we can get our hands on a copy. And as I'm looking at it, it, it might not be a romantic comedy, and it may be quite dark okay. <laughs> as I'm as I'm looking uh, at, at, at some details of the plot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Hey, we'll we'll see what we can we'll see what we can make out of it. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah, well, I think that's gonna uh, just about do it for this one, Jeremy. Uh, the regular season starts in less than three weeks, which yeah. is gonna be exciting. It's exciting. Uh, there's just uh, every day. I'm, uh, you know, I get a notification on my phone that a new Cubs game's starting, uh, and I could watch it on Marquee Network. But I'm trying to live my life and do things. I can't stop every afternoon and watch the Cubs, but uh, they're just on there. And uh, some of some people in Chicago can see him. Well, Jeremy, when when Xfinity uh, finally does get picked, uh, does pick up the Marquee Network, yeah. I think we can also do an episode on what we have against the Marquee Network, <laughs> or not. You know, yeah. we can do a review of it. Uh, Why? What I, do you have against the Marquee Network? I, I, that I can't, I can't get it. You can't. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. That's what I. That's I what yeah, I, I don't know what I have because I can don't ha- I don't have it to uh-huh. begin with. Uh, right. All right. So anyway, we should wrap it up yep. here, Jack. Yeah. Uh, yes, we should. All right. Uh, so for next, uh, till next time, uh, I'm Jeremy Denisio. and I'm Jack Sikowski. See you later.